You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 13 and preview of round 14's double game week. This episode is brought to you by the newest San Diego MLS expansion team. No, not that one. No, not that one either. I, yes, another three San Diego teams. Okay, let's, this is, no, no, actually, actually, sorry, sorry. Um, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we're able to keep this project going. Find out more at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Ashley Savage and our special guest back again. No, you are not experiencing a double take here. Tyler Ranchinator Norman, how are you all doing tonight? Awesome. Deja vu. Deja vu. No, I thought it'd be really good. After the first massive double game week of the year, having Tyler come back again to sort of do the review with us, I thought was very fitting as well. Blaine will not be with us tonight. Uh, just had some stuff going on and probably best for those of you who saw the uh, the Sporting Kansas City game uh, i'm not sure if we could have kept this show under two hours had blaine joined us tonight otherwise he would have been muted a lot but we're so happy that you all did join us uh, for the show tonight we're going to just jump right in to talk about our expectation and realities from this double game week a little bit different we're going to focus on some individual players because double game weeks are crazy for myself i came away with 161 points i feel like that was pretty average for for the round so if you hit in that in that area uh, you probably saw some mixed bag of head-to-heads that I, I myself did as well i won one by one point so um 161 probably a fairly good average you were looking maybe 170s 180s to really see some good gains congrats to the person who got over 200 points i think what was it 205 tyler you said was the highest score 207 207 yeah. it was something massive don't know if that's the in, in our had. discord in our discord bam gotta check that one out uh, so here's some successes and then some disappointments such cautions for me from this game. Uh, Lucho, of course, you know, I have to start with, with my man Lucho fully back in stride. Uh, and he should definitely be in your midfield rotation if he was not already. I know I was talking up him up a little bit this round. That was one of my my flubs as I was back and forth between he and Evander. And I ended up going with Evander and myself there. So uh, it's one of those things I can't really be mad. He did well. My team won on top of the table. So that that's all great. But if you were, were still having some questions about Lucho, fully should definitely be in your consideration for the midfielders. Again, he's finding that form with this little shakeup uh, for how they're they're playing right now with Cincinnati's front line. Uh, Mutar, Zella, Amada, check, check, check. I mean, those those again, they showed us this double game week, why they are players that are in uh, the, that regular rotation. Uh, Ronan uh, can maybe leave this one from Tyler if you want to talk about him a little bit more. But from Colorado, uh, Ranch tipped him during his uh, his article last week with his differential. So be sure to check that out at MLSFantasyBoss.com. And he had a good run in the second game. So that's a little little differential paying off, which can happen during double game weeks. Don't don't sleep on those. Speaking of picks that Tyler makes or players that Tyler likes, and again, I'll I won't speak too much just so Tyler can have some some uh, gloating to go about there. Uh, we mentioned them on this show a few weeks ago, but we had said that uh, DC was sort of coming into themselves and presenting themselves as some good options for your bench. And again, this week, that 
paid off with with two clean sheets this round, which brings the question, are they more than just solid Otteru options or should they be players that you're considering as, as main selections for your team? I think you have a good argument for that, but they're definitely players on DC's team that you want to be considering uh, as more than than just switcheroos or Otteru's at the end. So really good successes from some of these players that were mentioned on the show last week and tipped during the various articles that we had. Uh, disappointments or cautions for me from this past round. Uh, bridging this good-bad, uh, we talked some about uh, Giamakis with, with Atlanta. Blaine was a bit on, or not Blaine. Uh, was it Blaine or Tyler? I don't know, Blaine's in some stuff, but we mentioned him last week about how we liked him. Some of us had him in our teams. I know myself, I had him until I saw he wasn't starting, and I and I just scrubbed him, and I forget who I went with. And, um, and he ended up getting three goals this this week. So he got that, and he didn't even play 90 minutes total between the two games. So that is. I don't even think he played sixty minutes between. Played seventy four, I believe. Yeah, not even, okay. not even, not even a ninety. But he had a massive score, and that is what happens in double game weeks. And I love it, but I faded him because I'm just not going to have a player that's not starting consistently. And that for me yeah. is is the big consideration for him, which has been the consideration multiple times, not just with this double game week, but as we have a lot of double game weeks coming up, a big consideration, big question mark right there for Gigi. Um, some caution, Amundsen over there with Columbus, two goals, uh, both this week and each of these double games. Uh, so don't, if you're just coming in, if you started with, with this new, um, quarter qualifier, his points are skewed. He's, he was out and he's come back in. He's definitely someone who should be in your conversation for defense. If you're looking at Columbus, because when he was with New York, he was often someone who we would talk about, but just remember that these two goals that he's gotten back to back is not going to have an accurate reflection of what his point average is going to be. But I do expect him to have some good uh, bonus point production, but just be careful when you're looking through for, for options. Uh, same thing with um, uh, I- Tyler. Ibiaga. Thank you. Ibiaga. Um why he, we keep bringing him back? <laughs> that that is why exactly. So he missed a clean sheet in game one when he came in, and then he didn't get a clean sheet in game two. So that uh, I was lucky to have him as an auto roof, which didn't play out for him. But I I think that he's still a good viable option for auto roofs uh, mm-hmm. as a, some good bonus for production production there. But disappointing this week, and also the king disappointed as I mentioned earlier, Vander. Uh, he got an 11, which may have seemed okay, but that is not what we wanted for a double game week like this. Uh, there were many other options that were better, especially if you were considering Evander versus Lucho. That Minnesota game was just very rough, which I know is going to play in. So what Ash is going to talk about, because we saw a significant downtick in the shots that he was getting, and that had a big impact on his fantasy score and uh, ended up being a big disappointment for me. Uh, Ashley, how did you do? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to sound super whiny, but I got a 175, which is fine. However, I made a crucial mistake. Tyler will be the first to say he told me not to do this. I think (laughs) the thing, one of the things I've struggled with the most this season is three separate times I've scrubbed a later starting player for bench points because the bench points were exactly what you should scrub them for. A seven, an eight, whatever, right? Um, A clean sheet, something. And Three consistent times, the player whom I scrubbed did better than the bench points I brought in. Sometimes it was only by a couple points. Two different times it was a Gressel with 12. Um, So I'm super paranoid about 
losing points from scrubbing someone who ends up doing better. Uh, so this week, going against my actual home team instinct, I decided to start Alex Roldan and not scrub him for my bench points, which at the time was a Cucho six, was it six at six. the time, Tyler? And then a Carranza two. Um, mm. And decided, no, I'm going to actually trust Alex. When has he not produced two weeks in a row? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't feel super confident in it, but I thought, this has burned me too many times this season. I'm going to start him. We have an E next to this when we put this out, right, Reed? A what? A expletive, an expletive marker. I don't know if we, we have an expletive we, marker. Do we label that on the podcast? Sure. Because this got two points across two games <laughs> as a double-digit wingback across the whole season so i left a 13 and a 12 on my bench which is so <laughs> physically painful to me that i don't 23 points is what i left on my bench uh, it's fine i still got 175 which again isn't something to super complain about i want all my head-to-heads except for one but that mistake just crushed me emotionally and again tyler told me not to do it i, I did. asked him individually I did. like i and asked she's him, like i can't i can't not I, fade him <laughs> i just feel like i've done it too many times this is deja vu i'm gonna keep him and i've just i think it might be the biggest fantasy regret i've ever i've ever had honest to god uh, i feel like anyways. you're not gonna come to me for advice anymore though <laughs> no you were right i feel like i should come to you for advice everything and just listen to you next time anyway sorry <laughs> i'm monopolizing too much air time some successes that for me or that i saw this double game week um generally i found it to be a very exciting double game week I, there were some things i wasn't expecting there were some things that I thought what happened and did. Almada really continues to put us through a roller coaster every time we put the armband on him. So another one of those weeks. But Brooks Lennon with 18 points in one game, even though he was on the bench for the second, which I was selfishly upset about, just an absolute banger game for him. 18 points on a double game week for a defender is great no matter what. Philly, I know Ranch talked about this. I also talked about this and had a defender – Philly defense, two shutouts, maybe finally getting their stuff together because they've been so cheap because they've been so inconsistent. Um, that defense looked really great. Blake was one of the better keepers to have on that, uh, on your bench for the for the keeper. Gazdag, who I'm sure Rays will disagree with, slow start. Um, looked like someone who we should have faded, but then pulled out a brace for 17. I'm happy with that. Um, he looked good in that second game, which surprised me. And then, yeah, as Reed mentioned, that Minnesota defense, um, two shutouts. We we touched on it. I saw a couple of these names come up. I think we briefly talked about Boxel as just kind yep. of the only yep. only name. Um, Blaine stole man, my Boxel. Yeah, but they uh, they really went hard uh, this week, and and uh, we have talked about this throughout the year. They've been a pretty consistent defense. They have been a defense not to bet against. I think the term Blaine used recently was an all-around consistent defense, and I don't know that I agree with that. However, they have definitely not been a defense to say they're going to let one in. They've been doing quite well. Um, They've been kind of inconsistent with who starts that back line, but uh, generally I think it's a defense we need to start paying attention to, especially after this last game week. Some disappointments. Uh, Go ahead. Do you have some time? I was going to say they they haven't rotated their back line center back wise. 
spend yes, exactly. the, the wide the wide outs mm -hmm. which i think is part of the, the mm -hmm. consistency of it right um so disappointments nashville and lfc defense uh two teams that were statistically really projected and backs to have shutouts didn't have a single shutout this round i didn't have any of them so i was happy to see it um but i think a lot of people dropped some shutout points with them and then i'll just keep bashing on my own beloved club team nico ladero six points was it tyler or eight yeah i had to correct your eight thank you six. six points across two games for a 10 that played a game at home against one of the worst or the best teams to play against as a 10 in austin and then traveling to a rival just absolutely abysmal from nico ladero this week to start both games he's on most corners he's on set pieces he takes pks just gross <laughs> And then Alex rolled on, uh, you know, I'll touch on again, NCL defense, <laughs> no shutouts, minimal bonus points. I think I said this in Discord, and I hope no one screenshotted it. I said that I felt like Yamar and Reagan were the m least likely to get rotated, especially Reagan, because he's young and he hasn't had any injuries this season. And Reagan got rotated for the Vancouver game, which was disappointing. Knew who returned, which is good. Um, but accomplished nothing and got subbed early. So that Seattle defense is looking rough. Stefan Fry looks rough. The defenders look rough. Uh, they could play, you know, a USL two team right now at home. And I don't know if I'd pick them up. So definitely a disappointing fantasy week uh, and personal week uh, for, with them for me. So Tyler, tell me something nicer. Do, talk about something happier. All right. Um, I finished the week with 177, and nice. that's with fading both Gazdog and Lucho mm -hmm. on the week. So two of the biggest fades you can make and the biggest bad decisions you could have made on the week. And I still somehow managed 177. I had Lodero and I had a Vander, which both hurt. I was really hoping one of the Vander goals would, one of his crosses would turn into a goal. Anyways, I did strand 11 from Karanz on my bench, yeah. and I very heavily debated benching Lodero over Bar Barial this week, but I didn't pull the trigger. We're two, we're two on our yeah. home team. We gotta cut ties, Tyler. We gotta I cut know. ties. <laughs> All right. Um, some good things for the week. Some people to keep eyes on. Um. I, I just noticed I had two forwards back-to-back. Urshan, Urkan, Kara for Orlando mm -hmm. is on an absolute tear right now. He was tied with Yakumakis on points, I believe, at 18 on the week. And he was one of the people on my differentials. So keep an eye i've i've been feeling like i get one good defender and one good forward each week you just got to figure out which one it is and i still see him as a high potential in in points going forward and still being able to score quite a few goals another one to look at is uh jesus ferreira didn't have paul Ariola, didn't have sebastian legit and still managed to put in a 17 point top forward yeah. quality performance on the week. That's impressive to me, especially for how bad Dallas has looked in recent weeks. And I'll wrap this up with, wrap up the successes with John Tolkien. 
the guy that just shaved all his hair off still looks good. He mm -hmm. continues to be like the light in the dark for the Red Bulls is how I'm putting it. Spoiler alert, he's on my team this week. <laughs> Ooh, let's hear but it. Next the Red Bulls. <laughs> the Red Bulls, I think, actually are on a correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're on a four game not losing streak. They got a new Maybe. coach. Not losing streak. Yes. That's gotta a, be a, a better way to say it. No, no, I think <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, wrong. that's about it. No. That's about it. No. Yeah. Okay. But Tolkien still has looked good regardless of how the Red Bulls have looked. Mm -hmm. Disappointments on the week. I'm gonna Ashley doesn't want me to keep saying this, but I'm still gonna say it. Midweek decisions in general. Mm -hmm. Lots of people. It wasn't just Ashley. I don't know yeah. if Reed did it, but I don't think he did Reed. But no, I, I picked my team and just ran with it. That's that's yeah. what I usually do with these. A lot, a lot of people I noticed had only one scrub this week. Only one scrub because and a lot of them also had both Carranza and Cucho on their bench. Yep. So they're saying, okay. I'm going to get rid of both those points and I'm going to pick up either Alex Roldan or Diego Palacios. Yep. Those two don't need to battle it out. I already have Barrio coming in, which is what a lot of people did. Yep. But on a double game week, you got to keep in mind there's a second game. And it's sure very is. crucial to have that second scrub spot open for those people. Mm, we'll see. So, so I did run the one, the one scrub, but I started two forwards, and so I ran okay. one, one defender scrub, and so I had two defenders on there. So, really, in the grand scheme of things, I left two points on the bench from what I could have had, but I got Wagner's nineteen instead of Carranza's eleven. Um, but so, well, I mean, I was, I was getting actually, I got Wagner's nineteen versus uh, my my three for my other one. So that was that was just sort of looking at some early game stuff to potentially do some switcheroos. Yeah. I'm just saying I noticed a lot of a lot of managers did it with only yeah. one scrub and they stranded yeah. one of or one or both of Cucho and Carranza or two big scores in general on their bench. Yeah. yeah. So it was really rough. So I would just say keep in mind in DGW's going forward, you do have another game for them to improve. We all knew that they had another game. We just didn't think that they would get that much improvement <laughs> in one game. Carranza, I agree with. Cucho, yeah. eh. Yeah, Cucho, I for another disappointment, TFC attacked. Man, their last goal was scored in a 1-0 win against NYC on April 29th. That was one week after Jonathan Osorio got injured. Coincidence? I don't think so. Maybe I think not. he's been the cog in their attack. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And then I'm going to wrap up my my disappointments with Austin FC. They had two wins this week, which was a 2-1 win in Seattle and a 1-0 win at home against TFC. But if you think about those two teams, they did it against two teams that are not very hot right now. They're yeah. struggling, and I personally don't see Austin as having uh, fantasy relevance going forward. Okay. However, however, we have to mention it. Giassi's Blaine, already got Blaine's favorite player. Giassi's already got a goal in each of those games, and so I feel like we're we'd be remiss to not mention it. Blaine would have a four minute monologue about it if he was here. So though he's Dan, kind of turned his back on him. Well, sure. I mean, he's definitely replaced him with who is it? 
Insigne. That's true. No, Different it's position, Insigne. but yeah. that's yes. But my point is, I mean, I, I do agree with you, Tyler, that I don't really think Austin is fantasy relevant, but Giassi scored two goals in a double game week. So the second game he was a sub though. So yeah. is he really worth oh, oh just sometimes. Oh no. no oh no, way. he said his no name. <laughs> way. Is he getting here just as we're talking about Jesse? Give just to talk about him. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Just here to talk about Zardes. That's what I that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Maybe just Beetlejuice blame. I know. I was You saying, did. You did absolutely you did. Did you hear it? Are you listening? Are you watching? I was listening, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I I'm just saying. I he may be fantasy relevant. He's scored in back to back games, even as a sub. So yeah, if Austin's going to put things together and actually find a way to score some goals, I mean he's he's scoring more reliably than a Rudy. So well, the Rudy doesn't. Start, <laughs> You're not so, wrong. So so here's the thing: Blaine can join us, but he has already forfeited his ability to talk during the right. the takeaway section. He can for <laughs> picks. So because I'm going to wrap up with with two right two two quick comments. Uh, and one of them is is that uh, no, actually, just one quick comment because Blaine is here. We were, I was going to make a little fun joke about about you're not here because of the loss, but you are here, so that doesn't apply anymore. Uh, the one thing I am going to say as we wrap up this section is there was a question that was on Twitter from Shannon, and I wanted to address that for for others who, who may have had this question. When you look at the the two hundred seven manager of the round uh, from the, from this game. Uh, it was there was a question of why did that manager have two scrubbed defenders because you have to have three defender slots with there which that that manager ended up having both of their defenders Lennon and Barial sub in so the the reason that happened is exactly what was responded uh, Matt Wojo another one of our Discord members responded to that question there but if anyone didn't see that exchange on Twitter. If you see teams like this, the reason you would have two scrub defenders is because that individual or you yourself might be trying to take advantage of a, a switcheroo. Uh, and as we covered before, the otteroo is when you let the game itself put in uh, the best player on your bench into your field for that. Switcheroo is where you're previewing the points on the bench before you're making that change. So what this player was obviously doing is they wanted to see the results from Lennon and Barial before deciding if they wanted to make a manual trade of one of their uh, defenders uh, to force in having um, another option for that. So having expanding their options. Blaine left and he messed up my my whole little oh, system here. Look at me. <laughs> there it goes. So um, if you, anybody else had that question, they saw that team and wondered why they had to, that's what it was is because they likely had enough money in their bank where they could have made a, an upgrade to one of their scrub defenders if they did not like the points or the results from both Barial and Lennon from that game. Potentially, they were saving it for a single game week player, which was sure. probably not going to work out very well. But uh, but that is what that is. So I just wanted to explain that real quick before we go on to our next section, where we're going to do a very quick preview for the housekeeping for upcoming in round 14. All right, welcome back for our little quick recap for housekeeping for this upcoming round 14. A quick review of our league since we skipped it last week. Champions League, three players tied at 10-0-3 with sloppy stakes leading by points. Veterans League is Sombrero FC still on top. Homegrown League, we have White, uh, White's Warren FC uh, with a record of 11-1-1 as the leader. In our Discovery League, two players tied with a record of 11-0-2, but it's Hey Ricky, You're So Fine by points. 
Moving on to our other head-to-heads, our Discord League has three players still tied at 12-0-1 with our good friend and former contributor to MLS Fantasy Boss, Kyle McElhinney, by points. In our Patreon League, it is Kyle. It's just a solid lead right there, 11-0-1 with his result. And then coming up in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League, our Discord member, Black and Red, with a record of 12-0-1, stands on top. For the actual housekeeping for round 14, the game starts on Saturday, May 27th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good job, Ashley, this time. Uh, This is a single game week, so a quick little breather from the double game week, but don't get comfortable because we are coming up into a very congested time of double game weeks back to back to back. More on that whenever we get to those in the coming weeks. Uh, but this round starts Saturday, May 27th at 7.30 p.m. The usual lineup of 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30 games. So you know the drill. Check it out. Uh, we have one team on a bye, and that is LAFC. No teams on a double. And unfortunately, LAFC does not have great switcheroo options as far as uh, scrubs go. If you're like Ashley in our flush with cash, you don't care if you have to settle for a 4.4 instead of a 4.0. Yeah, Tyler's right there with her. I was going to say, um, Tyler's rich, too. Don't but, me out like that. but for others, there's not really a great team. So you can just kind of look around, see who's playing late. Potentially, you can see who's playing early, maybe uh, with, with Miami or someone, if you want to just go ahead and get your scrubs out and you know they're not going to play. But uh, look around if you still still are. There's some, some weird options. Uh, Portland, San Jose have some options if you're looking for some 4.0s. There are a few other games other other events to be considering as we're going through this round uh open cup comes up with this next round new york red bulls versus my fcc that'll be a big game right there miami versus nashville houston versus minnesota lafc versus la galaxy and then uh that's on tuesday and then on wednesday we have uh, columbus we have austin playing chicago and then we have colorado versus rsl so several teams still playing there and then also don't forget our friends up north uh, in in the canada cup we have uh, Vancouver and Montreal who are playing this round. And for a few of the players, we do have U20 games that are going on, and there are some impacts from, from that. However, I will let Tyler give that update in his segment when he's going to talk about the mega reference. Tyler. Yeah, we have some Injuries and suspensions coming up. I'll since you mentioned it, I'll first start with the U20s. The I just have the US Men's National U20s. I don't have the other teams in the World Cup, but the big names that come up are people like Obed Vargas, Caleb Wiley, McGlynn, Owen Wolf, Kate and Cade Cowell. They will not be available for the next two weeks, I believe. Maybe even three. But some good news to start it off. Ian Frey, a name a lot of you might not know for Miami, he has been out for almost two years now, a year and a half, two years from two different ACL tears in the same knee. And he is he just returned in midweek for his first time coming back. So I wanted to give a shout out to him. He's yeah. been known as like one of the scrub players in years past but he's doing good now is suspension wise we have two red cards from the same game we had federico navarro get two yellow cards in 24 minutes of the game and then we had luisa ruju get 
two yellow cards in two minutes. And both of them, therefore, got a red card and are suspended for this week. <laughs> in addition, Franco Ibarra for Atlanta is on yellow yellow accumulation. Fabian Herbers for Chicago is on yellow accumulation. Brian Acosta, Sam Nicholson are also on yellow accumulation. And then impacting Portland, Dario Zuperic, their, their center back, is on accumulation suspensions. Injury-wise, we have an update on Tim Melia. He is going to be out for three to four months. Ooh. Yeah, so that's going to be McIntosh and Camp in net. And McIntosh didn't look so hot, so maybe it'll be Camp going forward. Yeah, but Camp was healthy, and they still went with McIntosh. I know. So, Which... I don't know. A couple of New England guys, both Carl Seal and Brennan Bay, had some short-term injuries. They might be out for one game. They might not even miss this weekend game. But from what I'm told, Seal had a thigh injury and Brandon Bay had a arm injury. So I think Brandon Bay is more likely to return this weekend, and Heel might be out for one week. Robin Load for. Minnesota just had knee surgery and he's out for four to six months. Oh, shit. I missed that. Yeah. One that surprised a lot of people, Diego Rubio has an undisclosed injury and was out for two games. He was out the whole DGW. No idea what it was. Matt Polster got subbed with a back injury. Aaron Long hurt, got a leg injury in the midweek game and then missed the weekend. And an update, I'm not sure if it was said last week, Romel Kyoto is out with a thigh injury that looks to be, like, middle to long-term length. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, for getting us that update. Of course, if uh, you want to learn more or keep up to date with everything that's happening with uh, the, the players and who's available, then you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and check out the mega reference in the Fantasy Tools check section. It is a community project where we just try to keep up with all of this stuff that Tyler just ran through as that information is coming uh, because MLS doesn't always keep up for us. Uh, but the easiest way to find it is to head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord and check out that community. It's fun, it's free, and there's all sorts of great people there who you can get to know and chat fantasy with, like all these people here and many people in our chat with us. But that is not what you came here for. You very likely came here to hear about the player recommendations for this upcoming round, and that is what we're going to talk about next. All right, welcome back for our third segment where we're talking about our player targets for upcoming round 14, starting off as always with keepers and defenders. As far as consensus, we all have some different ideas at this point of the week, but we all like Minnesota. But beyond that, it's, it's anybody's game. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, I I apologize that I'm not going to be super decisive about this yet because I am kind of going back and forth. I'm considering either Dane St. Clair or Montreal Keeper to Nashville's Sierra Willis. Pot. Or thank you. You know, I can't say it right. Everybody knows who it is. Montreal's Keeper uh, to Willis or Fry. Um, but I just don't think I can do Seattle um, like at all. So... I don't – Tyler would talk about this because he's a little more adamant about it, but I I haven't seen a lot of great things from Nashville's defense since Walker Zimmerman's been hurt, so I don't know if I trust them either. 
Um, <clears throat> I don't really want to touch the Portland SKC situation because nope. while both of them aren't great goal scorers, that's just a game of chaos to me, um, which is something I never like to take defenders from. So that's that's where I'm leaning at right now for keepers. Um, I like I'm going to say Tapias. Tyler, would you back that? Tapias. Thank you. Uh, for Minnesota, I think there's a couple other options you could go to if you need money. Um, he's only $8 million. I'd like a Montreal defender. I'm going back and forth on who. Uh, and then I legitimately, in the draft I made before we got on air, have Tolkien in my lineup against Seattle. Um, and I think it's dicey because red bull aren't good but seattle is like a crazy hot mess of terrible right now and it's different when you're like oh their goal scorer is injured or this person's out i like as a, as a seattle fan i cannot identify the problem and that's really <laughs> concerning to me so <laughs> i think it might be a decent shout to pick up a defender from the other team who is producing offensively and playing more as a as a winger anyways um i do kind of like nashville defense i'd like to see where zimmerman's at um, and then Barrio and Wagner, even though they're two road defenders, are two people I'm considering this week. I think Barrio um, at Colorado is a little safer. Um, NYCFC has been so inconsistent, and Philly do seem to be clicking. I think that that is also a decent shout. Um, but I always just hesitate with with road. But again, I mean, Tolkien's road. So uh those are those are some of the names that are jumping out to me with matchups um but i just can't walk it down yet fair tyler tyler i have a little bit of a different take on this uh keeper real i people who know me know i will not touch montreal defense so yeah. don't even get me started there i haven't all season so it might be a mistake <laughs> i am on tyler miller as my front end like keeper. Okay. And then my back end, I'm I can't decide between Ivisich or Fry. I probably Fry because it's a home game, but I might consider Ivisich for the Sunday. I know, you shake your head, but it's a home game. I'm just nervous about it. My my idea behind uh Tyler Miller though is it all depends on Pines because they DC has had five games without pines and they allowed 10 goals but in their nine games with pines they've only allowed six goals with one two three four five of those games being on the road only allowing three two of them were to cincy so i still trust tyler miller even though he's on the road Pines is your guy, right? He's your DC jersey. He guy. is my DC guy. Okay, I'm just trying to remember how yes. much uh, personal interest goes. Yeah, this. keep going. Sorry. And I know I get the idea behind why Willis is so popular among mm -hmm. people this week, with it being a Sunday game, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the good fallback guy." Are you really mm -hmm. gonna trust him against his De La Rayon and a Columbus Cucho yeah. attack? I don't. For me, I a lot of uh, for hate. me, a lot of it depends on Zimmerman, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just don't mm -hmm. like it at all because Columbus still knows how to score. Mm -hmm. My defense then is I'm going Boxel instead of Tapias. I don't either. Either center back is good. 
I currently have Wagner, but I think I'm going to throw him on the bench after looking at the way NYC plays at home. And then I have Pines, and I think I'm going to... I did initially have Bariel versus Lennon, but I'm thinking I might fade, or I might use both, and then scrub two forwards. I might. I'm not sure yet, but right now I'm between Bariel or Lennon. The reason I do not have New England is because Chicago's only been shut out three times all season, as surprising as that sounds, because it's Chicago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's me. Blaine, uh, not Blaine. Reed? Reed, yeah. Blaine did add some some uh, information here. He uh, was was interested in, in Petrovic, which I think we already talked about there. He also had some thoughts about potentially Herrera from Montreal. Uh, I think they're, they're a bench team at best. Tyler, you made some good comments mm-hmm. about him. I can see why you want. You're betting against Miami. Uh, we've mentioned that previously on the show. I just talked about it in chat. Miami ruined the day for people last week with the clean sheets for Nashville. They've got talent. It is not always firing, but they can be dangerous there. And so things can happen in Montreal while they've done better. They are not the most reliable team to go through. So absolutely. If you're going with Montreal, uh, be sure that they are on your bench as, as one of your, your switcheroos or autoroos right there. He also likes Darius and Pines. Um, people are all over the place. And I think that's great. I, I fall in that same category with keepers that you guys are in. I've looked at all those. I didn't look at Miller. That That's a great shout out there, Tyler. I may go just one keeper. I'm not a huge fan of yeah. just the mix of the games. Uh, I could see taking a flyer in Montreal, 100% understand going with Minnesota or DC, but it's these later games that I'm not a fan for. San Jose's often giving up yeah. both ways. We talked about Seattle. LA and Charlotte have not been consistent right there. That 930 game with Cincinnati, Colorado, just the worst awkward time for, <laughs> for trying to get your key brew. So 930 games are just, are just off for that. And so I could see really either going with St. Clair or going with Tyler and just saying, yeah, that's it. Because a hundred percent agree, uh, Tyler, that um, my biggest fear about having Willis as the keeper is I could easily see Columbus scoring. They, they've got form, they've got threat, and they've produced some on the road, and Nashville does not have Zimmerman. And that's the last game, and we all know how I feel about the last game. So I could easily see running with just one keeper, and that does give you a lot of money to push into the rest of your field, especially if you're looking for some high-value forwards like Varial, like Lennon that we've we've talked about before in the past, um, like uh, Gressel or other players like those those 10, $11 million defenders that I'm sure we'll get into in just a second. So, or right now, I don't know if I think the midfielders, I mean, Hey, we're getting to midfielders in a second. <laughs> uh, as far as defenders, I've gone back and forth with what I'm looking at. Again, very similar names that you guys, I thought about doubling up on Minnesota and just maybe having all three in the back. I think you could easily do that. Love the pines pick. I think Barrial's a definite option right there. Um, the, the comments you made about New York, Tyler, spot on to why you might want to shy away from Philly. They're they're not at Yankee Stadium though. They're at City Field, but they're still undefeated at City Field. They are still undefeated. They're four zero and two. But it's not the weird. Yeah, but it's it's not as much of an advantage, right? Like I feel like this season they've scored five goals in two games. Yeah, at home, it's still the weird field at City. Uh, I think you could also potentially look at a Houston player here as well, taking advantage of of Austin. Mm -hmm. 
whichever one you How want. How dare There's... you pick against Jossie? There you go. You could probably go with Parker. I think he's maybe one of the, the standout ones uh, to go with there, but he definitely has some good options. Parker? Parker's with St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, I was no, like, who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Stares? Stares, yes. I don't know. I was, I was thinking of Tim Parker last year. Two yeah. seasoned vets. Tim Parker. One ginger, though, so that's a big... Yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah, Stares with that, as Blaine had mentioned as well, so... Yeah, you know, they, they all just it's it's been almost 10 years guys they all just start to no i know to flow together Macau for point. them who's playing for teenage has been doing pretty well with bonus points as, yep. as well. but yeah so now i'd be curious what people end up settling with tyler's idea of, of going heavy in with maybe five defenders this week could be interesting i don't know if i'll do that just because it, it's it's just the setup with the homes and aways and, and the way mm-hmm. that the keeper roos are lining up the switcheroos are lining up makes it kind of difficult and so this may be uh, another three defender week for me and how i get my my scrubs set up but uh, definitely a lot of options and uh, seeing very similar names over in in chat um for people could go with but let's move on we covered a lot there let's move on to talking about our midfielders which is the favorite position for everyone uh we have uh, a good mix right here. The consensus, Amada, Espinoza, and Mukhtar. I think we all know why we're picking those sorts of players. Um, Blaine threw in some potential, maybe heal if he's looking healthy. And uh, then the others, I think we're going to touch on as well there. But Tyler, who are you looking at? Yeah, I, I do want to say one quick thing. He's kind of like a midfielder, but he's listed as a defender. Um, I've noticed that Gressel has fallen off way like a lot like in these last few weeks they hasn't been on like anyone's team so i want i think that's important to know of keeping an eye on when he's going to bounce back but anyways my midfielders i have the three that were mentioned sb almada and Mukhtar, and then i also have hector herrera i think after that your fifth mid is just a, whoever you really want there's no real set set and forget guy i'm currently on <laughs> connor ronan of all people i could easily see evander being played and i've also looked at pooch for la galaxy i've considered an nyc mid but i don't know if i trust them against philly and i do want to say if you're gonna go a seattle mid i hope you don't go a seattle mid this week but if you do no. I think JP is the play to go. Yeah, I, said I don't that last think week. it's Ladero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. That's all I got. It's all Actually. sad there. Just don't. Just don't, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I I don't have a ton of, of difference here. I, I like Hector Herrera this week. Um that that's one that I, I think is a is kind of a lock for me. Um when I went to make my team Herrera, SB, Amada, and Mook were, were my locks. And then Zella, Klitsch, Loven, Ojeda, Evander. Those are the ones that are kind of floating around for from that fifth spot. Um, I think a lot of times we really overdo the it's a road game thing for, for middies um, because I think midfielders are the ones who are least impacted at times by home and away. Um, at, at least some of these guys we talk about, like Almada and Espinoza and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I, I really thought Zella had good point production these last, these last two games. Um, 
so I, it's definitely he's definitely someone I'm considering but uh I'm also this is about the time I, I know you kind of touched on it when you, you read the games but this is the time where uh teams start playing starters um in open cup because there's not as many teams left mm -hmm. however Columbus is playing a USL team um so kind of who's who plays midweek is something that'll come into like it's an El Trafico open cup game so what does that look like for Galaxy um Houston's playing Minnesota what is what do those lineups look like Nashville plays uh so definitely paying attention to those lineups will kind of form my team later in the week in the midfield depending on what those midfielders do do they start how, when do they come out defenders same thing so um that's why kind of my midfield isn't as flushed out i feel like most weeks we come on here we're like these are the five <laughs> and there's only ever really like one one maybe two guys who are different for the rest of us midfield is so chalk this season um yeah. but yeah paying attention to those open cup games is going to dictate for me um who stays and who goes yeah and cincinnati new york's going to be another big one because there's history between those two teams and it's just complicated by the fact that cincinnati is solidly on top right now with the supporter shield especially with yep. new england uh not winning in this last game and so what pressure is there going to be to maybe hold some back to try to I mean, mm -hmm. do you care more about open cup or do you care more about a shot at supporter shield this is a nice run of games i think for cincinnati if you're looking ahead mm -hmm. in their schedule away at colorado is mm, just because altitude, altitude on the road sometimes. kind of thing yeah 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 so that that one's a little bit rough but i i like a lot of what cincinnati is looking at and that may factor heavily into some of those rotations as well that being said for me it's kind of three players and then you have the pick of where you want to go like the three that we already mentioned uh, I do like Herrera a lot. I think he could be someone who easily works into the team. Uh, I like Acosta a lot. Again, I like I said at the top of the show, he's really hit his form. He's flowing. This is a good run of games. Uh, he did play it all, Open Cup. This could be a resting game. You, you never know. So that's going to be one where you're going to pay attention to that 930 game and see what happens. You do have some options if you want to make those adjustments, though. So you can definitely do that. Um, could be another Evander game to see what happens there. Sporting Kansas City is not doing well. Contrary to what Blaine might say about the poor officiating, that he seems to be one of the only ones saying. Sorry, Blaine. Let's not don't don't join us again randomly. Um, but uh, that had to be said. Uh, Gauze Dog's another one you could put on there. Again, weird the weird New York. He, he's you cringe. He's worth talking about. He's worth he, talking. He's about. my Barrios. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. He, he can be your Barrios. He's not it's in the top five for that me. Your Barrios is a DP. <laughs> he is thank you thank you he's on the top five for me he is not a player that he i don't even think he'd be even top six or seven for me with this yeah. round sure. uh but sure. i could see why someone might be looking toward toward philly and seeing some of that production uh but again not there um an interesting one i saw in chat that i think is worth mentioning uh vite over with vancouver two goals in his last two games you can i, I think it's a nice one if you're considering some differential options maybe this is one for uh, Tyler, for your article there, but Vancouver on the road to St. Louis, it's going to be rough. That's a lot of travel, and uh, they do have that Canadian game, game in the midweek mm -hmm. game. So, yeah. but it's it's an interesting pick. I think six point four could be a differential. I think it's one worth mm -hmm. mentioning. There's there's mm -hmm. again, yeah, not in my top five or my top six, but uh, I saw that in chat. 20. I was like, you know, not in your top twenty. I think <laughs> it's it's worth the mention for the community and they can make sure. the choices right there. But no, a lot of options. 
you guys call it this there has been a lot of chalk uh, but even like we say there's always a lot of chalk but players are coming out ronan last week that you were talking tyler there there are players who are making the difference and coming up with big points and you can always find them depending on looking at these these matchups let's move on to forwards and we only have one <laughs> one opinion that is shared and that is benteke otherwise we're all over the place tyler who are you looking at yeah i have i'm gonna keep going with my with my gut and my gut says to go with Kara again not again this is the first time all season that i would go with, I was gonna go say, with Kara. <laughs> but but you talked I, about earlier. I talked about how hot Kara is right now and i think against a an atlanta team that has westberg in net that you should be able to score if fairly fair and then I currently have Kucho as my late game option just to have a scrub if I need it. And I'm going to throw this out there. He's probably, I don't know if I'm going to include him in my article or not, but Jeremy Abobasi, I just, I think this is the week to pick him up if you're going to pick him any week. Mm-hmm. I have this feeling like he's going to get two this week, but I can't, I can't stomach picking him up. He or Kara? I would go Kara over Jabo. Okay. Ashley. Yeah, Benteke was my only lock when I went to look at strikers. This was a tough striker week for me. Um, I, that was the only player I picked, and then everything else was really tough. I'm considering starting Johnny Russell with the plan to make him be my scrub because I don't actually believe in him. I think there's going to be goals in that game, um, but Sporting are just terrible. Um but Portland aren't great. So I'm also considering Cucho. I, I do like that shout. Um, I'm also considering Gigi, even on the road. He, he's just three goals in, what did you say, 74 minutes, Tyler? It's just something I think is worth paying attention to, even with the absences that Atlanta's going to have. Um, he doesn't seem to need anybody. <laughs> uh, and then I, it's worth noting, although I hesitate to even say it because I think I've made it quite clear how I feel, uh Ru- Raul Ruiz Diaz is rumored to be back this weekend. Um he's hungry, they're terrible, so is this it's a home game. Um I mean, as a bench optimistic farewell pick to my own club team, maybe. Uh but it's it's definitely <laughs> yeah, I'm so over them right now in fantasy. I can't. Um but I think it's it's worth paying attention to lineups um, because he does change the structure of that team. Um, he's just not producing as much this season. And then I will say, uh, I saw in chat Christian talk about Klaus earlier in, in the episode, and I did a real deep dive to find a, a poll quote saying that this past week, so before the weekend's games, um, he was training side field Um and they thought there was a chance he would be able to play on the weekend, but he didn't even feature in the 18, which I don't find to be particularly promising. Um, I think if he's fit um, against Vancouver at home, is it Klaus is a good, a good shout. I don't particularly trust Giochini. Um He's very goal dependent, but I do like St. Louis. So um, I think just paying attention to, to St. Louis Twitter and, and who's practicing and who's not the article I read just said that the 
extent of Klaus's injury remains murky, which I thought was a very good term for it. Cause originally it was like, Oh, he's going to be out 10 days. And now he's been out like three or four weeks. So um, if that's a name that you're interested in, he might be healthy. So. Uh, I like a lot of what you guys have said. Again, I, I have been taking a, a great comments there about, about Cara. That's uh, some really good food for thought, especially since Orlando Atlanta, big rivalry match those two teams came into the league together lots of heat there and i see people mentioning Gigi as well in the comments and i can see it going both ways uh, orlando has not been keeping clean sheets they have been giving up lots of goals in their past several games uh if gg starts i think that could definitely be a very interesting uh, option to go with maybe a differential from what we're talking about if he starts, and that's been my my hang. He doesn't up. need to start. Right. I, I guess he could be he, on the bench, and I'll still bench him. Let's be <laughs> yeah, honest. He, he, yeah. you, you could you could definitely you could definitely do that, but I would want to see him actually start because sure. what, what was it? Did you say last week, Tyler? Like he's always scored whenever he's started. Well, he didn't start either of these games, or maybe yep. he did. I, I wasn't even paying attention, so I, I, I didn't I watch did the that one of the weeks. Yeah. So he was the um, highest pointed striker of the double game week, and he didn't start a single game. I think That's he is way. averaging like 1.3 goals per 90 right now. Uh, in the same vein, uh, Jesus Ferreira going against San Jose, they often give up. So I, I get that as well. Is he in the top two, the top three? I don't know. Uh, you, you've put some very interesting names out there, Tyler, mm -hmm. I think are worth are – worth, uh, He'd be uh, in my top 20. In your top 20? Well, He'd, be, he'd make my top 20. That's, that's, Ferreira, for sure. That, that's, is, he, is he in your top five? <laughs> is he in your top five? No. Uh, there you go. Okay, so you have those <laughs> options there. Uh, myself, I am liking the idea of having the forwards on the bench and then just having one scrub in the middle and just letting the highest one go in from the there. Middle? Having like starting. Yeah. Okay, I was like in the midfield. Read. Mm -hmm. No, 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 right there. Sorry. Um, oh, I got scared. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then just seeing what happens. I, I, I don't know. Last week, I really felt hard that it was going to be a three forward week. This one, I don't think it's going to be a three forward week. And so, watch, we'll get. Three forward scoring hat tricks. So that's that's what's going to happen. Is the way it all works. But we'll have five. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's what'll happen. But that's that's what I'm looking at right now is just having a one forward scrub and then having two forwards on my bench and and just going with that and again throwing a lot of that money onto the midfield. Maybe even saving enough money that if I need to, I do have options with the 8:30 game with Nashville or Columbus if I want to uh, make some moves right there. I think you should if you have extra money, you should get to use it to pay for extra players. Like I want six midfields. Oh, you, oh, oh, I was, I was like, ten, I do do that. 10 million of my money if I can have a sixth midfielder. There we go. Just I this week, that. it goes back. I would love that. Let's wrap everything up with our captains. Uh, no consensus. So I look forward to this. Ashley, who are you looking at? I gut pick just initial look um, for me was Mukhtar. Um, I think that'll probably change. Um because he's kind of burned me a, a few times this season as he's come in and out of form. Um, but it's a home game. Columbus is not a bad team by any means, but um, it's a team I think that Nashville could do okay against. So um, at the moment, that's where I have it, but I'm not, that's not a hill I'm trying to die on. Tyler. I currently have my captain on Mr. Matchup Proof that lost all credit these last couple weeks, which is Christian Espinoza. Last week doesn't count with the, the single game week. Yeah. But I'm also 
considering Hector Herrera, actually. Okay. okay. I like that. It's a Texas Derby game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blaine likes Espinosa and Mukhtar, so he's the blend of, of you two. I like Espinosa as well, but I'm thinking I'm more on Espinosa and Almada as the two I'm kind of juggling right now just because of that crazy Orlando previous form with defense yeah. and the, the rivalry that is there. And we know what Almada can do um but i also know what espinoza can do so i'm juggling it's on sp right now but yeah. but that's there's a lot of days can we talk very briefly about the emotional roller coaster that is captaining Diego amada and how his <laughs> points come in late and how he can uh, miss a pk and you're just like that was the worst why did i do this now i get then, two but, points on the week <laughs> and then yeah by the end of the game he's somehow accumulated nine points or whatever i just he is if you were paying attention as games go along, he is an emotional roller coaster of a captain. Hector Herrera is kind of too, because they both yeah. their points come in late, and so obviously that makes sense as they continue to rack up those stats. But it's just like it's so hard to <laughs> to pay attention to it. It hurts. We have a phrase for that, Ashley. What is it? Because MLS. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. MLS. That's where we have. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, contributing your thoughts. Chat seems very similar with the names. I have a feeling that that these four players are probably going to be the the top ones in our uh, player Discord poll this week. It's already up. Head over to MLSFancyBoss.com slash Discord. Go to the Discord main MLS channel and vote in the round 14 player Discord poll so that we can have uh, your information aggregated to see how we compare to what Skylar puts up for the official MLS rankings and see how we do compared to him. It's very fun. Please Go participate in that. The more people who do, the fewer times I at everybody on uh, on Discord. So if nothing else, do it, do it for that. Do it for that. Uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Let's thank you for joining us. So let's wrap up with everything with our plugs. Tyler. I do not have any plugs this week. Ashley. Uh, I'm going to plug Ballard FC, which is a local Seattle team, 2SL2, kicked off their season last week and have had two undefeated matches so far. I wear their sweatshirt sometimes, but I don't think anybody who's a Sounders fan recognizes it. Um, and that's fine, but that's uh, where I work is in Ballard. So yeah, they're my shout out. They're doing well so far. There you go, very nice. Uh, my local team, the Lexington SC, just expanded and uh, have uh, a women's team now. It's nice. underneath the Lexington SC USL banner. So uh, big, big shout out to their uh, our record, the the men's team, which is the only one really playing right now, is uh, two five and one. So uh, opening season, two wins. That's not too not too bad. Not too bad for playing at the the former former training preseason training home of the Cincinnati Bengals up in Georgetown College uh, many many years ago. But uh, George K- Kentucky, there's there's one in Kentucky, too, not the DC. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So so cool things there for. SC, but as usual, MLSFantasyBoss.com is where you can check out all the articles and the polls and the recap of this podcast. Uh, check that out there this week and the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. That's the easiest way to find it, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Uh, the fantastic community that is such a pre- privilege and a pleasure. There we go. I got those words combined to be a part of. Uh, you guys are, are great, and I just love seeing the community grow and just seeing the, the great um just sense of camaraderie that that grows up on on that forum so thank you so much if you've not checked it out i highly suggest you go over and and do that and uh, just start chatting with whoever's there throw out your ideas write my team anything and it's going to be a great way for you to get into fantasy improve your fantasy 
and don't keep it to yourself for too long. Like you use it for a week or two, get, get a little heads up on your friends. That's fine. We get it. We get it. But eventually share the love and uh, let everybody come over and just have some fun with, with community. So it's just, it's just what we're about. And I appreciate it so much, but that's all that we have for the show tonight. And as always, good luck. Oh, <sighs>